Scientists at the Cetacean Translation Initiative think they might be able to talk to whales enough to exchange ideas and experiences within the next three years. That's a story that makes my free willy dreams come true. This is Pulse Check. I'm Megan Messerly. A new survey from the American College of Healthcare Executives found that workforce challenges ranked number one among hospital CEOs' top concerns in 2022, the second year in a row that workforce or personnel challenges has been their top issue. Financial challenges ranked second, and behavioral health and addiction issues ranked third. An investigation by Politico's e e News found that a panel of oil and aviation experts who met through the nonprofit standards organization ASTM International has repeatedly rejected proposals to create unleaded fuels for small aircrafts. It's been three decades since the U.S. banned leaded gasoline for cars, but e e News found that major oil companies have protected their small but profitable market for leaded aviation gas. And Krista Marr reports that CDC epidemiologists and environmental scientists are on the ground in East Palestine, Ohio this week, where they're helping to assess and investigate the health risk after a 150-car train carrying dangerous chemicals derailed in the small town earlier this month. Hey, Megan. Staff from the CDC arrived in Ohio on Monday. But first, what happened? Can you bring me up to speed on what's happening in Ohio? As you say, so we're about two weeks out from this incident, and it was a 150-car train that derailed in a small town kind of on the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. And it was carrying a lot of chemicals, some of which are considered to be hazardous, that ended up falling, you know, off of the tracks. And as I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen, you know, catching fire in these, you know, incredibly dramatic scenes. And, you know, people were evacuated from their homes within like about a mile radius of the accident and then have been, you know, since told that by local officials that it's safe to go back to their homes. But people don't really feel very safe going back to their homes. The chemical that people are most worried about is called vinyl chloride that was being carried on the train. And that's a chemical that is used to make plastic, but it's also, you know, classified as a carcinogen by the Environmental Protection Agency. And over time, through exposure, can cause liver cancer or liver damage. So, you know, this is what's happening in people's kind of homes and environment. And there is an ongoing effort now by the state and by now the federal agencies are involved to assess what this contamination looks like, whether it's in people's homes, drinking water in the air. And at the same time, people are getting kind of like pretty worried, you know, that their health is going to be affected both kind of in the immediate and in the long term. And just one final point to make on this is on Tuesday morning, the state actually set up a public kind of clinic for residents where people can go if they feel like they are sick or getting rashes or nausea or headaches and talk to people and and see what, what the problem might be. So how has the federal government been responding to this? So last week, EPA chief Michael Reagan went to East Palestine in Ohio, and he was the first senior administration official to show up on the scene there. And that, as you can imagine, 
was not really appreciated by a lot of the residents or the lawmakers in the state because, you know, it, it was a major disaster in their state and they, people would have liked to have seen a more robust presence from the administration sooner. So that's sort of one aspect of it. Senator J.D. Vance said last week that he was frustrated with the CDC because he felt like the agency was not giving the state clear information about exactly what the health risks were that people were facing right at this moment. And, you know, now the CDC has sent this team that has arrived there to help out with the state officials and help out EPA officials kind of assess the health risk and also, you know, talk to the community about what that health risk is. So what has the CDC said about the health risks? Do they know yet? I think that they are really in the assessing phase. Like they haven't put out a statement or, you know, held a briefing or anything saying that this is what they think the situation is yet. The people that were scheduled to arrive on Monday were epidemiologists and environmental health scientists from one of the groups in the agency called the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry. And those are the people that are there to kind of like investigate this process. And they haven't done this yet, but what officials told me was that they are expecting or anticipating that what they will also do is conduct what they call an assessment for of chemical exposure investigation, which is basically something that they have fairly routinely done when there is like a large chemical exposure where they go in, they talk to doctors, they talk to patients, and they do this kind of like rapid fire epidemiological assessment of what is going on from a health perspective. So it sounds like that hasn't actually happened yet, but they are ready to do that. I know there's been this sense of frustration among folks in Ohio about this, you know, sort of perceived slowness of the federal government to respond, including what you mentioned about Senator Vance's concerns and frustrations with the CDC. Do we know if this is actually a delayed response from the CDC? Do they normally respond quicker to this type of thing? You know, I don't quite know the answer to that question. I do know that they have investigated very similar train derailments in the past. They've also gone into like manufacturing facilities that have had a noxious or a hazardous substance that have leaked, or even like this condominium resort that has had a hazardous leak and gone in and done these kind of very specialized investigations I do not know what the typical response time is. I think that if I was a resident living in this area and I was asked to go back into my home, you know, it couldn't be soon enough. Like I would really want to know as soon as possible what federal officials thought my risk was, both in the immediate and in the long term. You know, I think that this is understandably super concerning for a pretty large group of people in the area, you know, if they have kids, if they have elderly family members, it's something that people are thinking about, do they even want to stay there? I'm sure that's a question on a lot of people's minds. So I think that even if it's a quick response from a CDC's perspective, it probably isn't fast enough from the resident's perspective. Of course. Well, this is a fascinating issue and something I'm sure uh, we'll be keeping our our eyes on in the, the weeks and months to come. Thanks so much for taking the time to walk me through this today, Krista. I appreciate it. Thanks, Megan. Talk soon. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. 
Annie Reese is our producer. Raghu Manavalan is our editor. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Amund is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Megan Messerly. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.